You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. News team, assemble! And bigger than ever, it's the unofficial 40 from Soonerscoop.com. Now, here's the entire Soonerscoop crew, Carrie, Josh, Eddie, and Bob. All right, welcome back. It is another edition of the unofficial 40 podcast right here from Soonerscoop.com. And it is like the OG show today where the original three are doing your podcast. We have Eddie, we have Josh, and we have myself, Carrie Murdoch, Bob uh, Prisbillo, out with some family business today. And uh, we are here in Norman, uh, what we hope is a bearless Norman. Did you see any bears on the way in, Eddie? There were no bears, but I didn't get into the heart of Norman, so I don't know if maybe there's still a possibility. There's a dead bear, a bear I know that. I got murdered. Know, it, we Last night, I freaked out. Like, you told me about it. Like, I don't, I don't know that I've ever told you guys, but a bear at my back door is my biggest fear in life. <laughs> That's something that you shouldn't have to think about in Oklahoma. And I especially didn't even know Norman. there were bears in southeast Oklahoma, and then Blake Shelton showed up. I've heard of, like, when you go down to uh, Broken Bow and stuff, I Beaver's think that... Beaver's Bend. Yeah, they've, they've, there's, like, signs and stuff that say, don't feed... I believe, but mm -hmm. you don't really ever think about it. The only time I've ever seen a bear is in uh, like Colorado or Wyoming. I don't think I I've ever like seen a... a bear like in person because I, I would I shit my pants. I've just Legends of the Fall, nice The Revenant. I mean, like I've seen bears in. I could survive people. a Revenant attack. Yeah, <laughs> you just gotta, you just gotta kind of grit your teeth a little Dude, bit. Dude, I mean, be tougher. he spent the entire movie immobile after that bear. He barely survived, Eddie. Yeah, I know. He should have been tougher. He should. You're not Tristan. You're not out there with a with knife skills. That was a weirdly strange, decent movie. Revenant. That's one. That's one movie that I have seen. People that I know love it. I actually had a movie discussion about Oscars last. I mean, night. the movie could have been thirty minutes long. They could have. They yeah. could have fit everything yeah. that happened in thirty minutes. Basically, as soon as he started moving again, that's when the movie started. <laughs> yeah, and but the first hour fifteen is him just laying there. Well, you, you've got to set up the rage that basically carries him through. He's not even pissed at the bear. It's the dude who set him up, and he's got to go that way. He's pissed at Tom but, Hardy. Yes, exactly. You know, I, The Revenant, I don't know about you guys, that's one of those movies, kind of like Traffic, way back. Traffic is always kind of my my example when I talk about this. You're like, that's a really good movie that I don't ever have to watch again. Like, it, 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 it was good, and it was, but I'm like, I, I'm never going to be sitting around thinking, I need to watch The Revenant again. Like, I, I, I want to I, I catch up on that. I feel that way about The Joker. Yes, I don't think that's I'll a, that's ever a good watch one. that again. Never saw mm -hmm. it. It's so disturb. It's such a good movie, and it's so disturbing. Yeah, it's kind of like this bear video. I'm never gonna watch them shoot that bear again. Mm. 
Heath Ledger's my uh, Joker forever and ever. So I'll never I, I think again. he's the best Joker. He was awesome. Have we learned the Bears' name? I mean, because it yeah. feels like oh, what was the we Bears' name? Named I missed it. it. I mean, no, there's a lot of people that are calling oh, yeah, it Bear, Bear E. Switzer. Switzer. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah, that's fine. Bear you know? and he, E. Switzer. He's now Norman Sweet Prince. So, <laughs> and I that just, makes sense because like Harambe was a. I mean, Harambe was like a. a Harambe was locked up, right? He was a, a creature of the of the world. Like Zooing. gorillas, gorillas don't propagate in the wild in Oklahoma. Bears apparently do. So you can't name him something exotic. That's fair. Barry yeah. Switzer is a great name. I think it's perfect. I just don't know how he got here. That's what the investing and I, I can't wait for today because you know and that they're going coming. you know that they're going uh, man on the street interview. Do you feel safe in Norman? Like, if they come here, I'm going to say absolutely not. <laughs> well, they're not going to come here. You already turned them down for an interview when uh, I did. the hailstorm came through. They came in my neighborhood, and I, I I, said, look, I've been on TV before. I don't need to be on TV again, uh, but this neighbor over here. It was funny, too, because there was a there was a, a drive-by night hail company that was coming through, and they thought oh, that I bet they, they followed the cameraman everywhere thinking that they were going to get interviewed or at least get their business on, oh, on TV. You can't do that. That's sad. It was really sad. That's sad. Carrie, sh- what what would you say is a higher fear level for you? The possibility that Norman is being invaded by bears or last year just COVID leaving the house. Like that that was a concern for you. I'm so much more scared of bears showing up at okay. the house. Okay. Okay. <laughs> at least you don't have to wear a mask. You could you could greet mask the bear. Will do nothing for the you bear. Can, you can greet the bear without the mask now. The mask will do nothing. The bear will happy. rip your face off regardless with his gigantic claws. Or and maybe. don't ask the bear to wear a mask. He's that's not a good idea at all. Like I I I am fascinated by the videos of bears opening up people's cars and getting into them. That's what the mayor of Norman was so upset about. He wasn't wearing a mask. <laughs> <laughs> the mandates have all been lifted. All no, right? we're good. They got full capacity way, at Can I just make, uh, can I just make one little uh, pet peeve of mine with you, Eddie? Uh, you do... The mask thing is not like, okay, nobody has to wear a mask. They still, you still need to encourage people to get vaccinated. I don't care what people do. I'm living my life. I, know, I mean, but, I would appreciate it. But you're being it. inaccurate. You're, you're saying that the mask mandates have been lifted. It's only for people that have been vaccinated. Mm. Where? Here? In Norman? Everywhere, yes. Oh, really? At OU football games next year, it's going to be if you. They're well, going how are they to gonna say, know. Well, the, the people are going to lie. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's. I mean, that's ridiculous. I have a lamination machine. Would you like to laminate your va- your vaccination? Card? I went on a thirty minute tangent about the fascination of a laminating machine when I was younger. That thing was <laughs> oh. awesome. The smell of the lamination machine, like when you got selected in class to go be the person that got to go down and hold on, like pick up all of the laminated uh, materials. That was a big job, wasn't it? Uh, guys, this feels like a safe space. This really feels nice because I've always had a fascination with lamination, and I don't know why. Like I laminated like my tribal like enrollment card. Mm-hmm. Like I laminate anything I can get my oh, hands. Hell on. yeah! We might I, do I some live why. laminating right now. Gary's grabbing be- it. <laughs> what, what can we laminate? I want to laminate something. I, hey, that thing is badass. But, Look at that. But talking about laminating the vaccination cards, Tiffany and I are supposed to go to Mexico later this summer, and we are very hopeful that they're going to be like, if you'll just show a vaccination card, you can come in and out of the country at oh, will. Can, and I'm like you can, that. You can go down there right now. 
You're good. Oh, no, 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 no. I, but the, the problem is when you return, if you come back, uh, they'll, they have to test you before you return. And if you come back with a positive, you could be down there for a long ass time until you test negative again. And so now what I've heard is that the testing is not exactly like your local test where they're get they're not really trying to get up your nose. Like they're getting a little flick because, you know, they don't want you to test positive. They want Cancun to be a safe place to go visit again. I'm pretty um, sure that do you want yours laminated? What if you need this? Are you going to ruin it? I don't think so. Well, try something before you do my, lam- my vaccination card. What do you, I don't even know how to use it. I don't know how to do it. Oh, you put it in the middle of this, and then it you just put it through? I think so. I've never used it. <laughs> I got it for our press badges, but I've never used it. How many things that plug in are there in your house, Carrie, that you've probably never used? Let's not talk about that. <laughs> yeah, I've, A lot I feel more like- than we probably want to admit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because I'm also afraid of robbers as well as bears. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> uh, I, but the- nine millimeters can take care of a robber. I don't think. And I don't think I'd feel good about nine millimeters versus a bear. Well, look at it Mm-mm. this way. I don't think the bear Mm-mm. can. Have you seen like the videos of people in uh, Colorado or? Wyoming, like the bear going through people's cars. That's what I was saying. I love, I love watching those videos, and the bears are very adept at opening doors. You just didn't want the bear to come get in the new whip. Well, that would be disturbing. Yeah. Plus, my speaking of Eddie, Carrie, how is it? I need to hear. We need details. Looks good. I think we're gonna go uh, take a little drag test drive here after uh, after we get done. It's got a little. It's, it. it's it's got a little pep in it. I'm enjoying it. I, I literally would not have bought a new car unless my other one had been totaled because of hail damage. See, had, it's a, it's a uh, what's it called? It was a blessing in disguise. I was shocked that they yeah. would give me a loan. I mean, I, I was just like ready to go buy some beater on a used car lot somewhere in, like <laughs> on Porter in Norman. You're a pillar of the community, Carrie Murdoch. Of course they're going to give you Unlike a loan. Unlike when Josh goes to get a loan uh, and he needs 7,000 documents from me. That's a fact. Oh, my that God. Is, that is a fact. Actually, that's uh, the only way that we get our taxes done is when Josh needs to buy something. Yes. I'm, I, I, I buy something together. around like March of each year just to make sure that <laughs> Carrie is getting everything in. I was surprised that you didn't need you know a, a vial of blood from me when you bought your new house. Yeah, I I, I kind of was like I kept waiting for them to call me and be like so, and the, me to have to figure out like how am I going to get through this with Carrie? We need seventeen pages of paperwork, you know, within thirty seven minutes. And but, it is no, always it, I need this now. Like yes, yes. We're well, trying to get this done today. Of, <laughs> like they'll well, give he's me usually like 40... sitting in the office of the financial <laughs> person, like making phone. Okay, I need the. 2008 profit and loss statements um oh my god that is that was a first on this loan that i had to deal with and i was like this is madness i don't want to but part of it was like you're not as famous as eddie and i because people know true like if we say if we say well we're with sooner scoop that oh that's a very successful business like that cachet carries no cred in houston absolutely no someday it will like, you guys could wear the site shirts around, and people are like, oh, like, there are some people that are going to be like, oh, that's cool. I'm here, and they're like, fuck you, oh, you guy. And I'm like, thanks. <laughs> thanks a ton, pal. Yeah, Just got to start that. wearing overalls, and you could be disguised as an A&M fan. Yeah, mm. tell them you run Texags or something. 
No, I don't know. They'll just take that for your word. Maybe run into you the wrong person. Like like, oh, Lucci? you Billy Lucci? <laughs> yeah. Hey, I saw that video of you on the internet with the fake penis. Wow. Nobody's seen that? Oh, I'm the only no. one that's seen that. No. Okay. There is a... Although, in a, your defense, Josh, you have some really fucking weird friends. That's that's not... It's not untrue, and they're laughing as they listen to this right now. That, that's, uh, your that's a statement of Your sense of humor effect. and your friend's sense of humor, it's different. It's weird. There, There's absolutely no question. I learned that from the first time you told me I had to watch Old Greg. Oh, Old Greg is funny as hell. That still gets quoted in my group a lot. Um, <laughs> I have no idea what that is. Oh, don't old watch Greg it. is. Don't watch oh, it. Oh, I won't watch it. <laughs> Actually, watch it. I, I, don't, I don't want you thinking. Yeah, English comedy is not my thing. Is that what it is? How? Now, wait, wait a second. Was this part of the shtick? Like Eddie like he just knows all the, along. Do you think Eddie te- like tells us he doesn't watch shit that he knows? Like he and he's watched all. Oh of no, it. I just like Googled Eddie's it. the most. I googled. It. Okay, okay, okay. I was like, how the hell did you just? Old Greg took you to English comedy. Okay, that's fine. It says Noah Fielding is an English comedian. Yeah, it, I I think it's funny as hell. It's it's weird. He's not <laughs> Terry's not wrong. It's fucking weird, but it's funny. Um, Noel looks like uh, what's the word transvestite. I think um, there's some of that. There, and there's some makeup. of that. A lot mm-hmm. of makeup. Mm-hmm. He's green. Mm-hmm. Oh, Greg is green. So. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay, now I'm seeing the picture. I was looking mm-hmm. at the picture of the actor. Yeah, we. Uh, yeah, we found that way too funny for a very long time. Um, I'll probably just leave it that way. Uh, okay, so it's 13 minutes. Show starts yeah, now, Eddie. Um, all right, we got it. <laughs> Welcome to uh, college football on Bob May is not, 20th. The best thing about today for Josh is Bob is not here, so he doesn't have to endure any basketball talk. Not that there's really a lot to There get hasn't into. been a whole yeah. lot. I know Bob uh, wrote an article this morning, and he's going to start reviewing all of the uh, transfers. incoming transfers yeah. and stuff like that. Gave an A-plus to Tanner Grooms. Uh, Groves. Groves. I have a buddy named Tanner Grooms. What's up, Tanner? <laughs> uh, but it was, uh, yeah, there's not a whole lot going on. And we actually talked to uh, Porter Moser on Friday, and... It was a very generic, love what he has on campus, love what they have coming in, love the staff, that kind of thing. Love the the three guys that he has that he's been able to work with they so far. They got four. Okay, they four. got four. Mo Gibson, Elijah Harkless, uh, Rick Asanza, and uh, Jalen Hill. Oh, yeah, yeah. I I think most people are like, who's Asanza? Well, like, I mean, yeah. he, he, he's a seven-foot-one guy that nobody's ever seen unless you went to practice two years ago. Although I will tell you, the uh, softball thread is riveting right now on Sooners on uh, the Crimson Corner. There so. are some novel writers in there, I think. The golf was pretty exciting, though, over the that last couple insane. days. insane. They basically were dead and came back from uh, from the death. So they had they had the second best round on the final day. Yeah, they were ten under. Texas Tech won the uh, regional, and they were eleven under yesterday. Uh, but Big Twelve gets five into the NCAA championships here in two weeks out in uh, Arizona. So you mean they don't flip a coin for the people that tied? For <laughs> no, no. They uh, I, well, I originally thought it was a foot race, but it is a uh, playoff and. They luckily didn't have to go there. So, oh, you got fourth in the regional somehow, and uh, what was the back. lowest they fell? Last were they last after? No, they were never last. They were, you know, like ninth or because they had Prayer View A and M out there and somebody else. I can't remember who it was, but it they never they got into like eighth at one point. But they were five strokes off of fifth place with eight holes left yesterday, and A and M had a triple on seven, and you know which was their sixteenth hole and. 
uh, things came together and they were able to get out of there and finish in fourth and they move on, kind of take a deep breath and they're able to recalibrate as they head out to uh, Greyhawk. They should, it'd be, it, it would again, it'd be very disappointing if they didn't get to match play. I think OU, OSU, and Texas, all three should get to uh, match play. But I think the biggest thing, uh, you know, that's happened with spring sports is, and we, we were joking earlier about mass and stuff, um, the, the, the NCAA says that you're, you're all clear as long as your state, you know, follows, the, you know, the, or your state basically doesn't have mandates. That yeah, state it. guidelines or whatever. Yeah, now, I mean, regards state guidelines, like, or not regards, but depending on state guidelines, you can be at full capacity for softball and baseball uh, tournaments or postseason. Yeah, you know, it's going to be interesting. NCAA. Obviously, they're going to have full capacity this weekend uh, for the regional at Marita Hines and at... Uh, what is it? I guess it's just Cowgirl Stadium up in Stillwater. Uh, they're going to have full capacity at both of those places, but I did hear... You're, on, you're not on the radio. You can just pretend I have, like... I have know. no idea what it's called. Well, you can say I don't give a shit. I don't really care. <laughs> I mean, just call it Patty Gasso North, I guess. But, no, that's ASA Stadium. But it is kind of interesting. There was a report out of a, a softball blog this morning that got comment from the inc- or, uh, from Oklahoma City... There's still questions about if Oklahoma City is going to go still 50% at ASA. Come on, David. I don't know. Like, I guess the Channel 4 was working on that story this morning. It's been busy over there. They had bear murder last night and 50% ASA Stadium today. But, I mean, it, it, I think it's big just for everybody to hear. No, it is. Just because, hey, we're close to getting back to normal. Oh, and- I mean, at the at the end of the day, it's like, just seeing like the Staples Center last night full for the basketball game was awesome in a way. What it was full capacity full, over at uh, Kiwa Island too. I think well, not I think full the capacity, largest but. is Utah has like seventy percent for their yeah. playoff games or something. So that'll be pretty cool to see. Although it's going to kind of suck because they're still going to have those big barriers, so you won't re- really be able to tell on TV. It's a step in the right direction. You can see the light at the end of the tunnel as far as you know. You would think if everything keeps progressing, we get to the end of the summer and. It's going to be full stadiums in football. No doubt about it. I don't think there's any doubt about that. When they go out next year, it's going to be awesome. You're going to see full capacity. I yeah. just hope, from our perspective, that we're back to, you know, everybody being on the sidelines, not having to do Zoom meetings, getting to go out to practice. Oh, that, and talk I think to that's, people. I think that's number one. Is well, Big 12 Media Day getting rid of that they're in in person, and that's going to be coming up uh, in July. I think everybody that has listened to this knows our general feeling towards mid July media days because you ask questions and then you ask the same question two weeks later at right. local media or day. The people that didn't go ask the right. same questions that you asked before. But I will be more than happy to sit through all of that to just be back in person doing interviews. I mean, it's going to be at Jerry World. There's lots of space. There's no reason for them to really limit anything. Is it at Jerry World? Yeah. I didn't even notice that. I was just figuring the They moved the it away from Frisco, which I sucks. I thought that was a great setup. Yeah, it's, it sucks for us. Because I love just staying at the hotel, going downstairs, doing the media <laughs> And you can stuff. get in and out of North Texas a lot easier than you can Arlington, oh, too. That's a disaster over there. That's all right. I'll make the extra 45-minute drive if we can do in-person interviews. So we're moving in that direction. Uh, I did see, uh, not that I care at all, but I think the sports world, when Mel Kuyper puts out a mock draft, people pay attention, just a casual fan. Uh, And it's, he, right along with everybody else, put Spencer Rattler, his number three player. He had uh, 
KV on Thibodeau, um, number one, and then another rush in it too, wasn't it? Um, I I'll be completely honest. I don't really pay attention to what Mel Kiper says, so I haven't I haven't even seen it. I mean, it's it's we've talked about this so much. I feel like it's I become an evangelist for this whole thing about you know let's tap the brakes a little bit on Spencer Rattler as the number one quarterback in in, in the in the draft next. Uh, but again, I think he had uh, he had uh, Perry on Winfrey as the number two defensive tackle. Thibodeau one. Derek Stingley, two. Stingley, it was two, yeah. Spencer Rattler, three. Evan Neal, four. Uh, DeMarvin Leal, five from uh, Texas A&M. I think he had Nick Benito, the number four outside linebacker. Christian Harris, six. Kenyon Green, seven. Kyle Hamilton, the safety from uh, Notre Dame, eight. Elam, nine from Florida. And Jackson Kirkland, ten. Hmm. Sam Howell was the next quarterback off the board at 12. So, I mean... I. I'm still going to be really interested to see Sam Howe play next year too, because I, I I think he's got all the tools. <laughs> the uh, it's it's kind of funny. You look at the fullbacks H backs breakdown. Top two guys, yeah, Jeremiah yeah. Hall and Braden Willis, <laughs> which is kind of offensive to uh, Austin Stockner, is it not? Uh, he's tight end. Oh, is he? Okay, yeah. I didn't realize. I think he's his number four tight end. Oh, you does that so backass uh, backwards as far as like tight end and H back and how they differentiate and they put them all together it's kind of weird it does show you kennedy brooks was number 10 at running back remember that one uh it does show you though that stogner three at tight end one thing is is if you if you're oklahoma and you make a big run this year you're gonna be replacing a lot in 2022 yeah i think that that is you know josh isn't that why there's a lot of people that and you look at the landscape of college football and Oklahoma is the only team that returns a lot of, um, you know, particularly at the quarterback position and Rattler. I think that's why you kind of look at, I don't want to say 2022 is championship or bust, but at the same time, it kind of is. And even with that said, we could sit here and list off all of the, and we have before all of the kind of the quote unquote question marks of what Oklahoma has. I think that's what makes the year so interesting is because you've got all these guys that are uh, that are returning, and it seems really obvious. But, you know, you look at Iowa State. I think they return 20 of 22 starters or something like that. But it's still, a, you know, a situation where how do you bet against Alabama and Clemson and Ohio State and what those three have done over the last, you know, four or five years. So uh, on paper, Oklahoma makes all the sense in the world because they return guys at key positions. But – and I know this will sound like me just being me, but you look through the years, the teams that have returned a lot on the offensive line are generally the ones that tend to find a way, or I mean not even just the offensive line, just the line of scrimmage in general, tend to be the teams that really kind of live up to the hype in the preseason. And that's, you know, the defensive line OU returns plenty. The offensive line, I mean, guys, for me, that's the biggest question on the team. I know people would say safety, but I think Oklahoma has found a way to live with what's happening at safety. You can't mask offensive line. You're playing well there, you're not. And Oklahoma, you know, just didn't get the spring they would have wanted with some of those guys being nicked up and out for various points in time. Yeah, and I don't. There's not a whole lot. There's a lot to say between now and then. I just thought it was interesting that no, it is interesting. The list was out there. Wanya um, Morris was uh, the t- number ten tackle 
we want to just slide through the rest of this. And uh, you're right. Nick Benito, number four at outside linebacker. Have you looked at this list, Josh? Was there anybody that you thought no. just off the top of your head like, oh, I'm surprised that he was left off? I was actually looking for it while you guys were talking about it here. I'll send you um, the link. Gabe Burkich, number two kicker. If that does anything for anybody. That, you know, that, that gets me going. Um, but no, I mean, and that's I hope people kind of understand that's what Wanye is. I mean, like, Morris... I could argue that's crazy to have him that high because he didn't have a very good sophomore year, but that's how freaking talented this guy is. Like he could be he could be a first round pick next year. Like he has that type of physical talent. He has the measurables that you need. He has all the stuff you're looking for, but he's got to put it all together. And we'll see. I mean and, and I think what could get really interesting for him is let's say he has a good year. He's you know, first team all big twelve, has a good solid season, kind of gets that second, third round grade. Does he come back? I mean, does he come back for one year where they say, you know, if you'd come back and, you know, you got the offense, you know what we're doing, you're versed in all of this, think of what you could do next year and maybe push into that first-round conversation. I I bet he goes anyways because they're just not the same connection to OU as a guy that's been there three years. Sure. But it's it's interesting. Like, he's one of those guys that could really – he could really jump if um, if everything worked out right for him. I was kind of surprised seeing him in the press box, uh, like down on the field. He was a little bit more doorknob shaped than I thought he was. Like he he's not like he doesn't look like Orlando Brown. He doesn't. No. He doesn't look like even Cody Ford. Mm-mm. Like, like a he's, hybrid between those two, almost. He's he's he he's built more like kind of like Eric Wren was built, but taller. Like yeah. pudgy isn't the right way to say it, obviously. But it's. I'm trying to represent here. Yeah, that's exactly what he looks like. Are you drawing on radio? No, Is that he, what's happening he was right using now? a. Uh, One of these Google like a, minis or whatever yeah. that's not plugged in. Cause it, <laughs> and then I took the power cord for legs and then a little tiny. <laughs> like a round. That's, it, that's it, more like the head right it, there. It was something. He just but has see, a, he has a he has a donut around his midsection. Yeah, and the, I, I, I feel that. I feel that for sure. <laughs> I have one as well. Uh, God, his feet I. his feet move a little bit better than mine, though. I can say that. Well, I mean, he's probably a guy that was victimized by what Tennessee became. You know, because we all saw Robinson and Hayes last year. We you know they admitted they they were playing overweight. They weren't where they needed to be, but they had this spring to turn around. Well, he's at Tennessee, he's going through the portal, he's doing all that stuff, and Tennessee is a unmitigated disaster even before that. It, you know, you wonder, like, how much was he, how much training was he even doing, you know, before he decided to hit the portal? Like, sure. what was happening yeah. and he in had their offseason? Yeah. Yep, yep. So I, I, I wonder if he doesn't report in the fall and looks like a very different dude. Because he's, he's not just like a big guy, he's a good athlete. Well, yeah, and I saw pics of him from Tennessee. He didn't look like that type of body type. Yeah. So he's probably put on some bad weight. Uh, you know, one thing, back to the masks thing, that I think I will enjoy most about next season, more than anything, is, and I think we know Texas is going to be all for this, that, that having the state fair back. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's going to be Red awesome. Red River Rivalry, it's gonna state be awesome. fair back. I mean, that was so depressing this last year. That will be one of the... Well, I... And I, you know, obviously, 
oh, you can't go out and lose. I don't think that they will. I don't. Texas can't go out and lose to Arkansas or somebody like that early. But I would imagine that's one of the tougher tickets in the country next year. I can see that. Sarkeesian's first. There's going to be so mm-hmm. much hype OU around. Texas. Yeah, unless you, like you said, unless they go out and lay an egg early, Texas fans are going to be as hyped as they've ever been. And there's no reason to game. think that they would go to lose in Fayetteville or something like that. I wouldn't think. Guys, their their early season schedule is no joke. I mean, they, they've they, they're playing Louisiana, who is that's, uh, a, most that's like, an interesting what? last year's shot team. Yeah. That's a scary game for your see, your your opener under Sark. Then go to Arkansas, Rice. Okay, that should be a win. And then you've got Tech, and then at TCU has who has been a huge bogey team for Texas. Like that's they are kind of you know to Texas what. Kansas State has been to OU. I'm, Just somehow they find a way to be a problem. I mean, there's <laughs> there's no doubt that Billy Napier would have outcoached Tom Herman. Yeah. I mean, that would have been a mismatch. Well, Napier was – did he – was he offered um, – He keeps turning jobs down. Yeah, I, he got a pretty big offer, though, didn't I he? Wanna he walked say, well, I want to say that Auburn wanted him for a while. That's what it was. That's who it was. And yep, then they ended that, up getting uh, – Harson from uh, Boise State, right? Yeah, yeah because everybody he, was throwing out Campbell and Napier as the first two names how when about, the job started. How about up the up. Matt Campbell report from? Uh, That's insane. Eighty forty-eight million or something like that. Fifty-eight million. It was like eight years for like sixty-eight million. It was or like sixty-eight point like five or something crazy. Does like that, that have more to something? To, does that have more to do with Detroit just being a nowhere nothing look job? At, look at the coach they got. Yeah, it's weird. Dan Campbell. I would never say that uh, in front of him though. Snap in half. I'm more afraid of Dan Campbell than I am a bear. (laughs) (laughs) You can reason with a bear. (laughs) Right. Uh, No, yeah. But how how weird is it in the world that not just a college coach said no to an NFL team, but an Iowa State head coach said no to an NFL team? Like, you think about, like, back in the day, you know, the – Oh, who was the guy when they had the Davis brothers? Uh, uh, not Devaney, but it's something like that. Um, at where? Uh, McCarney. McCarney. Oh, Dan, Dan McCarney at, at Iowa State. Yeah. Like, can you imagine an NFL team coming to Dan McCarney back in those days? He would have he would have taken the first, you know, bus out of Ames to get to wherever he needed to go. Well, I, and it's it's purely because the NFL stopped being so old school and started adopting everything yeah. from colleges. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, I mean, and they pay more, but like it's not the guy, it's not the golf it used to be. No, and your longevity. I mean, he uh, obviously yeah. looks at I can stay at Iowa State as long as I want and uh-huh. never get run out of town. But I, you know, and we'll see. I I could see Matt Campbell. He was easily leaving at some point, but I think that there's also a sense that, and it's kind of like Lincoln Riley in the in the idea that they love the game of college football. They love the sport. They love the pageantry. They love everything about it. And I'll say this. I think it is very important to get through last year because, I mean, remember Iowa State was the first school that came out and actually put a number on how much money they were going to lose Yeah, uh, because of the pandemic and not having people in the stadium. Uh, I mean, I think you kind of heard reports about, like, well, college coaches are thinking about getting out of getting out of college because of this. and But, I mean, it was literally – a once in a lifetime situation that we went through last year. Hopefully, yeah, sure. And you know, I 
from the outside looking in, it feels like that Jamie Pollard's a pretty damn good athletic director. I think so. At least for the football side. By the way, I don't know if you saw this or not, but like the SEC is like borrowed against future earnings to pay their their institutions like $23 million. Is that just to make up the difference for the television contracts? Just for the games they lost. Or the games that they lost, yeah. I heard a rumor it had something to do with uh, payments already promised or something along those lines. I I don't know. (laughs) Some bag men were, Uh hey, we got to make these payments. Come on. They're, they're, promises were made. Hey, Tennessee got slouchy during the the pandemic. We need some more money to cover this shit up. Yeah, we, we guys. We don't need we, to be we, a Tennessee. And yeah, we were using we were using McDonald's bag guys. We can't cut the corners any more than we, we already Louis have. Louis Vuitton bags again. Right? It, exactly. <laughs> Joey Hosley, he can't tap into the bank account anymore. I mean, they were they were <laughs> they were so broke they couldn't pay hush money to Probst, the coach that tried to rat everybody out in Georgia. Like, that he was probably used to getting his yearly uh, hush money, and he probably didn't uh-huh. get it last year. I'm sure, yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, wh- why would he suddenly be ready to make noise? Like, why Why did that all of a sudden happen? Uh, Rush Probst. The sad thing is, Rush Probst will definitely get another coaching opportunity somewhere. By the way, speaking of uh, high school coaches, you see the no-punt guy got a big job? Yeah, he's going to Presbyterian, right? Yeah. College? A college job, yeah. What's that guy's name? I I forget I forget every time, and then I see it. Uh, he's the guy that doesn't punt though. He never, punts, never kicks. Never kicks. Goes for Kevin. Uh, every it's time. Kevin something. Kelly. Kevin Kelly. Kelly. Yeah, I think that's right. They never really produced any big time D one guys over there, right? That was because it was a smaller uh, private school. Well, they had the uh, the quarterback that went to Auburn. What uh, Cody? Um, what was his damn name? Cody. Pulaski, Gross? right? Pulaski, yeah. Pulaski Academy. Yeah, they. I mean, they had some moderate guys, but you're right. Nobody that just, uh, you know, not like that nationally top ten type player or anything like that. Sure. And I uh, guess I mean it's it's a tough ask coming out of Arkansas, and especially oh, yeah. like a private school situation too. Absolutely. Um, trying to pull it up, see if I can find the names. But uh, but yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I want to say they also might have been the school that had the massive defensive line. His name was like Samuel Harville or something like that. I mean, years ago, probably 10, 15 years ago. And he wasn't, he was like six foot, but his bench was like 5'15". Like he was a little <laughs> short-armed guy and he was just a monster at camps because he was just, oh, Hudson Henry's from there. Oh, uh, the, 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 the Henry's, yeah, the Henry's. I didn't realize that. Yeah, I didn't. I I had kind of forgotten that. And if I did know that, I completely forgot about that. Mm-hmm. And I... See Hayden, I see. Yeah, Hunter is there. You know, obviously now the Chargers tight end. Yeah, yeah. I'll leave that up to Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> By the way, I, I, I wanted to ask you about this, uh, Josh, because I, I mean, I guess it's. I don't know. You know, rivals have been putting out this re-ranking. You know, the the, the number ones all time, and now they've done the number two all time. Uh, and I remember being, God, where were we? I think we were in Baltimore then when we had the five star during Miles Garrett's uh, 2014. May I can't remember, but I remember Deshaun Hand uh, being there, and he was number one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm thinking, I was just thinking, I was thinking, who was the guy that was from 
Eric Stryker's high school that we had at number one. Oh, uh, the the tackle kid. Um, damn, what was his name? Uh, hang on, give me. I, I know exactly who you're talking about. Uh, big long kid. I God, I thought he was good on tape. I never saw him in person. But, uh, yeah, he was... I guess was... we just have to go through our number ones over the years, and we'll figure that uh, out. Let's see. Armwood. I, I, uh, what was that kid's name? Um, let me pull it up. Let's see here. Uh, let's see. Oh, They've... Byron Cowart. Yeah. Oh, I'm. you're right. I'm thinking of... Um... Yeah, I was thinking he's more of a stocky, shorter guy. I mean, mm-hmm. he's still 6'3", I... but... I was thinking of the kid that came from um, Ty, uh, Popka, uh, uh, Ty Darlington School. That's where I went wrong. Um, but, yeah, Byron Cowart, not one of Rivals' shining moments. Well, he had a whole thing. Like, Didn't they c- come to find out like he had to have someone holding his hand all throughout high school to keep him out of trouble and stuff? I, I don't know his story. <sighs> Got it it's in one his own way things, type thing. Oh, I'm sure there's, I mean, you know, number one kid in the country goes to Auburn. There's always going to be some some questions about how the hell that could happen. Sure. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like, it, that's the thing. People like, you know, oh, Eric Stryker was a great player. They've had four or five stars come out of that school since 2007. And then, I mean, a whole mess of rivals 250 guys. I mean, Eric Stryker's not even in their top 20 products in the last, you know, decade. And then he might have had the best college career out of all those. Yeah, guys. no, absolutely. No, no, that you look at it, there is, there's nobody even close, really. The, I don't, no, Torrey Davis didn't do anything. Yeah, so, I mean, exciting topic for me to read through all this. But, <laughs> yeah, I mean... <laughs> They uh Well, you're making up for all the basketball talk, so you know, it's your time yeah, gotta, to shine. Got to fill the air cuz you know, we don't have, you know, some transfer from Eastern Washington. Whoa, By the way, how some respect whoa, on the Groves brothers now. slander are we going through here? Tanner's going to unfollow me on Twitter if you keep this up. How how has how is like something along the lines of the Yetis or something? How has that not become like a thing for OU fans already? Oh, just wait on it. Just, yeah, it everybody's happened. ready for it. Okay, I I mean, you know, I feel like we need to get ahead of this. I mean, that, that's that's where we need to be. I'm all for making money off the basketball program. I'm not that into the basketball program. <laughs> You're not supposed to say those things out loud, I don't think. Just bleep I, it. I'm I, again, I'm Do I have I'm to not... do I have to do a long bleep for Josh something that Josh <laughs> said in the pod? Be a new uh newfound uh scene, I guess. At least you wouldn't be talking mm. about somebody's wife, which is usually a reason I have to bleep stuff. Um, I miss Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> I set him up. I don't know why I'm surprised. Um, so anyway, no, let's talk about, uh, you know, you guys have both been out on some practice fields the last couple of days. Uh, Josh, you uh, got to see a guy that I know you got very excited about uh, during the playoffs last year for Carthage. And anybody who watched Carthage play was like, damn, that kid is good. What a badass program, by the way. Just like that as a indoor whole. facility was amazing. I mean, Scott Surratt might be is it, he is he right now the the most well known, highest ranked, uh, most accomplished high school football coach in the state of Texas. He's won seven state championships, right? Eight, eight. Yeah, last God. year was eight. What Carthage a powerhouse! Didn't, 
And Carthage didn't have any – they didn't have one until he showed up, and they won one his second year, and since then have just been monsters. Uh, it, like I said, t- and, and, you know, talking to him – guys, I, and, uh, you know, we'll get into it. He was He was the guy I talked to. He set up everything for me, told me when to be there, who to talk to, all the stuff I needed to do. Uh, and, and I, I mean, I deal with a lot of recruiting coordinators that are great and super helpful – very few are as prompt and as efficient in getting back to me as this head coach who, you know, has every reason to pull rank and be like, I'm not dealing with this dude. Like, I'm not dealing with this media crap. I don't have to do that. Um, but he didn't act that way at all. He, he was awesome to deal with, super helpful. Um, and just, you know, and we've got an interview coming with him. I, I, I talked with him afternoon. for about, yeah, I talked with him for five, six minutes, just kind of about, about Kip Lewis, but just also, you know, the, what the last year has been like being a recruiting at a uh, being a guy involved in recruiting at a major program like Carthage. It was it's just interesting. We kind of went down some different roads, and you know, for those that don't know, his he is married to a Switzer, and had a chance to meet her yesterday. It, it's a uh, it's just kind of interesting. It, it was a fun kind of conversation talking to him about you know just everything that kind of connects him to Oklahoma and how uh, all that kind of came together, but. Uh, as far as Kip, um, he is a guy that, you know, I, we saw him at Under Armour, but I, I, I never have tried to lie about this. I didn't get a chance to watch him much because A, there wasn't much on field work and B, I was doing an interview while a good chunk of that interview of that on field work was happening. I thought I was going to have like 30 minutes and Eddie, what was it like 15? I mean, it, it was, it was nothing. So I, I didn't get to see him much. So yesterday was really my first chance to watch him. And, man, I've made the comparison. There's a lot of Brian Osamoa there. You, you can see what Brian Odom likes here. This is a guy real – he's not real big right now, but he's powerful in the lower body. He looks like kind of like a, like a high school running back almost, that same kind of long, lean arm, you know, kind of long-armed, lean guy in the upper body, but his legs are big. He's real powerfully built. And, you know, they do a lot with him. They move him around a lot. He drops in coverage. He'll come off the corner and blitzes. Uh, Carthage, I mean, they know what they've got in him. So they get a lot of mileage out of uh, how unique his skills are. He's probably six foot, six foot one, you know, 205, something like that. He's a lean guy. He's not, you know, one of these 240. He's not Kobe McKenzie, who's just a big, monstrous guy. Uh, so just a very different type of player. But moves incredibly well. You know, we all have video of him, you know, doing one-on-one work, uh, covering, you know, tight ends, running backs. And I, I, he didn't come up with a pick yesterday, but I bet he had three or four he got hands on. So, I mean, this is, a, again, this is not hard to see what OU likes here. He's an explosive athlete. He is very gifted as a pass defender. And I think is only going to get better and better as he gets bigger as a kind of complete linebacker as a run defender. I mean, if you need to back anything up, just put on the uh, state championship game. That was that was one of the <laughs> yeah, more incredible, impressive. just single guy performances that I've seen uh, from those state. I mean, championship you literally games. watch that game and you're like, "That's the, he was everywhere." That's the type of linebacker Oklahoma. Needs. Yeah, he was everywhere. Guys, I've said it. I don't. I don't know that I've said it on the pod before. That the game, the state championship, his was um, the day of my. It was on my birthday, December eighteenth, and Tiffany and I were up in Oklahoma, 
and we had left the kids with uh, with her parents, and we went out and you know we're just having drinks and kind of hanging out. And I'm watching the game, and Tiffany goes, "Who is that number five kid?" And I and I said, "You know, it's Kip Lewis, kid from Carthage. He's got you know a couple. At that point, it was like a couple offers." And she goes, he's really good. And I was like, <laughs> w- w- and I don't mean that as he's like to Tiffany, but when Tiffany can watch like half acidly watch a game and be like, holy shit, that kid's really good. Like, you know, you're pretty special. He was everywhere on that, on that day. And, and I, you know, and I asked Surratt about that, like what he kind of, um, you know, if it was our perception or, you know, that, that he and really he had already kind of blown up. Yeah. yeah. And, and he said, no, he goes, really? He had, he had had some injuries in the spring before and then everybody didn't get to see him because of COVID and stuff. So there was a lot of various things that kind of held him back. And he goes, we knew about two weeks into the season, once we could put just a little bit of tape together of him that, you know, he goes, I told him, he goes, you're going to have offers from everywhere. Don't, don't worry about it. Don't sweat it. And he goes, he's such a humble kid. That I don't think he believed me. You know, he didn't think that that was going to happen. And then it's just so funny to see a kid like that and then watch what is on tape and be like, how did that kid ever doubt himself? Like, th- wonder if that was coming for him because that's, you know, again, two, three, two, three games, you know what you had there. He, he's pretty special. I guess the, the most logical question that a lot that, that fans would ask is how locked in is he with OU? I, I got the impression very much so. Just talking to Kip. He's a kid that didn't love the recruiting process. He got, and I don't think it was really even, you know, and this may be me defending my own, you know, honor a little bit, but I don't think it was the media guys. I think it was, he got sick of talking to his friends or people at school. Where are you going to go? What are you doing? Like, and, and you could tell it just kind of, he was like, man, I, I'd like to talk about something else. And he really likes Brian Odom. There's a really good relationship there. Uh, loved what he saw at the spring game. I, I Usually when I do an interview and I'll talk to a guy about where they are, you got, I mean, people that are listening to this have watched our interviews. I usually at the end will ask a guy, you know, how locked in are you? How, how do you feel about taking future visits, doing some things like that? What do you think about that? And he, I, he didn't even give me cause to ask that question. There was no, because there was nothing he said that caused any alarm. Like it all sounded like I'm going to know you. Uh, and you know, I know, um, you know, like I said, I mean, there is his – sometimes you get in these situations in Texas where maybe members of a coaching staff or there, there's reasons why Oklahoma's going to have to fight because there's people there that want him somewhere else. Coach Surratt has a daughter at Oklahoma, Eddie. I know you, you've talked about it on the pod before. He's going to be whoa, making whoa, trips whoa, to whoa, Norman. Whoa. Yeah, he didn't know that. He he was informed that. No, I, I – I just pointed out she went to OU. I don't want people to think that I'm creeping on a sophomore in college. <laughs> oh, I, I didn't mean it. Like, I didn't mean it like that at all. I just meant I, you knew. Like, sorry. I know. I, you, I know what you. Mean. Okay. I was like, damn. I, I, did I, say, I know what you. I mean. was like, whoa. What did I say? Sorry. But no. Um. But no. You know, like. So just there say, is some connection. Grimlock told you, and that'll take care. Of <laughs> yeah, we can. We can. We can, we'll blame it on him. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. There is. There's a connection to the school. So I mean, some weekend. You know, for whatever reason, they may go up there to see their daughter, and Kip can just catch a ride. So it's not like you're having to fight that battle of, you know, I, I want to go to OU even though my coach kind of wants me to give a look to A&M or to Texas or Baylor or whatever. So it, it's a little easier road for them with him. And, again, I, I don't think he likes 
the chaos of recruiting. So I, I think he is all good with just being done with it. Well, that's good news for Oklahoma. You've also given me an idea of next-level recruiting. Maybe if Annie Hansen's listening, uh, I have an idea. I've heard this is on in the uh, football offices every time that comes out. Here's my recruiting idea. Uh, and the, the whole thought of what you're talking about with kids asking him the question, I remember I had a conversation a couple years ago, I remember, and I'd forgotten all about it. And you remember, you'll remember this, Josh. You remember uh, the whole Lewis Baker recruiting story? Uh, how he had one of a fr- one of his closest friends was a big OU fan. He was telling about Sooner Scoop and how people talk about him all the time and uh, like literally, like Lewis will tell you this. I'm, this is not a lie. He fell in love with Oklahoma because of Sooner Scoop and because people were on the message boards talking about him all the time. Uh, what if colleges started targeting, like started to transplant like huge. OU fans that are in high school and, and and paying for their family to move to another city where a really like a five star is. I mean, that's to, to so fucking insane that I'm afraid it will happen. <laughs> like, I'm oh. afraid that's the next that's the next step. You telling me the guy that poisoned Alabama's trees wouldn't move his grandchildren to wherever they need to go to get that next five star well, from Florida? He's dead. Uh, Oh uh, well, R.I.P. Harvey. I, I just mean as an example, like that that <laughs> level of Alabama fan, of which there are tens of thousands. Right? Maybe would, that becomes would do it in a heartbeat. Maybe this becomes Grimlock's calling in life to take it to the next level. Go get married, start producing children now, a lot of them, and then just keep moving. Mm-hmm. Like space your children out every four years, though. Yeah, yeah, because you got to have one every forever. Well, you could do it every year. You'd have it every grade. And you get to, well, and you could, well, you would have to go to a definite football factory. Like you'd have to go to like, uh, uh, you'd have I to feel like that's already happening in Alito, anyways, or Lado. Well, sorry, you could move them to Alito. Uh, you could move them to Katy. You um, could move to Katy. There's like you seven high schools in, in Katy now, though, aren't there? North Shore, yeah. But it's funny. Most of the talented guys keep ending up at Katy High. That's I don't know weird. how the the lines get drawn in that town, but it's interesting how that works. Um, so you don't have to worry about in-state. You don't have to worry about Jinx or Union no. or mm-hmm. any of the, the – uh, no, there's not there, really a factory in Oklahoma City. I mean – Pump St. Norman. Now, how does OU <laughs> help Grimm get his kids into, like, Bishop Gorman or another private well, – like, that's how, up like, to do, Grimm, they, do they fund that? That's up to Grimm to, uh, okay. to be prosperous in life and be able to okay. afford going to a private school. Okay, okay. Or modern day. I mean, you know, the choices are – I think yeah. I'd rather live in Santa Ana than uh, Las Vegas. Uh, yeah, I think I, that, I, I think that's the next step, though, in recruiting. Crazy, could be. it really could be, and that's just having families. Because you know, kids don't talk to us anymore, but they're still getting this crap from students at their school. All, sure, hundred percent. So they're being influenced by someone. It's just not anyone besides the coaches. Yeah. We're we're you know what we're just reversing time. Instead of Instagram influencers, we want in person influencers. We're just we're just moving the needle. <laughs> well, not a we bit. we're ta- we're saying oh you get on this. Yeah, well no, we're just coming up with the idea. Yes. We're you know yeah. I mean, it's got to be more about, than about social media. This is social engineering now that we're getting all into. of a sudden. Brian Odomson and his kids did Don Bosco. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> actually, that would be up to his brother's job to do that. Brian Odom's kid's best friend's last name is Cushing at Don Bosco in New Jersey. Right. (laughs) 
So yeah, I mean that's just an idea I'm throwing out there. I could I'm just see have it. genius ideas. Sad thing is, I could see that being the next thing. Uh, now, Eddie, you uh, we don't have to plan anybody at Deer Creek because uh, no, that's an easy one to get to. Easy to get to, but you went out to their practice yesterday. Uh, and uh, how was that? Good. Jacob Sexton looks. Uh, he's going to be one of those kids that I think every time that we go out and see him this year, you're just guaranteed to get, you know. 45 seconds to a minute and a half of him just exposing people and just knocking them on their ass. He did look like I didn't Josh, I don't know if you could did tell him the technique though. Was yeah. he coached correctly? Yeah, I think so. He 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 looks like he's coming How along would Jeff really Schwartz well. feel about t- the tape. I think Jeff Schwartz would give the uh the AOK on uh, Jacob Sexton. He works his ass off uh oh, with uh Jared Conrad, Jared Conrad. OU, OU okay, offensive yeah. lineman yeah. does a lot of that kind of stuff. Uh it actually looked like Jacob is kind of not I don't want to say filling out, but he's it looks like he's lost that bad weight, like the baby weight, if you will. He's turning into a into a man is what he's doing. He's going into his senior year. Like he he looked really good. You can and, tell Eddie's uncomfortable trying to do the Josh. Yeah, body I don't analysis. I don't like doing that. <laughs> well, I I, I, can, I I watched the video. I obviously wasn't there, but I watched the video and man, I thought he looked great. Yeah, I, I, moving his feet like just all this. I, I think at times I've wondered. If he holds up as a tackle, but man, the more I watch him, the more I'm like, no, he's going to be fine. Like he he might be really good in that role. He's almost, I feel like, uh, and I don't, you know, I. It's kind of weird to say this because you look at Marquise Hayes and he's he's doing well at guard, but it's almost like he's too tall to play inside like that. It's a different style and, body. He's not he's not wide. His, his body is an optical illusion because you see him and you're like, he's like six three, six four. And then you get next to him, and you're like, he's 6'6". He's yeah. huge. You don't realize how big he is until you're standing next to him. You're like, holy crap, that's a big kid. But you're right. He's not real broad-shouldered. Um, I'm trying to think. of there, There's a guy he reminds me of in that way, and I can't think of who it was. I can still see the guy kind of in my head in, like, pads. And what, you were like, that's kind of weird looking, but he was a good player. Um, but it, it doesn't matter. But, like, he does. He has kind of a unique body type, and he's not real long-armed. Um, so that's kind of the other thing you'd say, oh, at tackle, you know, does that hold? But I, like I said, I, I think he's a good enough athlete and is, you know, kind of with what came up yesterday morning is, is quite advanced technically for a young kid. I mean, he, he's still got plenty to do. He's a high school senior, but there is, uh, there's a lot more, I think, athleticism there than maybe people had thought of before. And I think the the one thing that you always got to put out there when you're talking about Jacob Sexton is the fact that he's a wrestler, and you can tell that like his his feet move very well for how big he is. The, those guys, you just you don't get them off balance. Like I know, I know a lot of our listeners from Oklahoma, they know a wrestler, they know how that is. But man, people that don't, you just don't understand it. Like I grew up around those guys; they are. It's uncanny how well their feet and arms and everything are always in sync. They just work well together. And then Spitz I Jones knows. I wasn't going to say Ouch. that. I was going to say that friend of the uh, pod, Spence Jones. Sorry, Spence, that was a cheap shot. Uh, it it is going to be kind of interesting to see how it all plays out. He obviously he has the top five. I talked to him a little bit afterwards. We didn't put him on camera yesterday, just for the fact that. We talked to the kid, you know, a month ago at the rivals camp. So yeah, uh, it he's taken the visit to Tuscaloosa. That's his first official visit, June fourth, June fifth. You think when Bill Beatenbo saw that he was like, "Fuck you, Alabama," 
Well, I think he's like, been just, pretty just, open just about it. I mean, alone. he's told Josh and he told Josh and I both uh, down in uh, Dallas at the Rivals camps. Like, I can literally get down there anytime I want. Yeah, and I think he's going to take advantage of the uh, the visits, and we'll see where it goes from there. Uh, Eddie, and you can tell me if you got any vibe just being around the practice or being around him yesterday, but. I, I know, and, and he's a good enough player. Oh, you fans need to sweat him. But, man, when I talk to him, I, it's just there's a different level of comfort with Oklahoma than everybody else. I th- like now, may, And maybe that gets fixed because it's a weird year and he hadn't had that chance. But it just seems like there is a, a connection there that's going to be hard for a lot of schools to overcome. I think it – and it's always hard to kind of, like, separate it. But when you grow up in – this is I completely just, I guess, projecting as far as Deer Creek goes. But it just seems like an OU school in a way. Like, I feel like I knew a, a bunch of people from Deer Creek that ended up at OU. Be careful, Matt Roman. Well, I don't know that they sent a lot of people to OSU. But it, I, I don't know. It just seems like it, that's a good fit. It seems like he, him and Bill Beatembo would be a good fit as well. Yeah. So we'll oh, see. Matt Romine. I was wondering if you were <laughs> listening. No, do you remember that story that we wrote, like wh- basically why he didn't come to Oklahoma? That uh-huh. that went over well. <laughs> I remember people being very, why the hell is he on our front page, traitor? Yeah, that did not go over well. I remember that, and I think I think it was kind of one of those things where like we have to write this, like yeah, because we, we can't just act like we it gave didn't happen. Every indication that Oklahoma was leading in this thing, and then it didn't happen. I mean. Where was and Matt Romine from? He's he ended up at Union Notre Dame, right? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's from Union, went he had to Notre a decent Dame. Career, I mean, not a yeah. great career. I, I want to say he started a couple games up there, and then I think he transferred back to Tulsa his last year. I think that's right. Um, and and I mean, guys, this is a guy because see, he was going into his senior year when Blankenship left to I think to join Tulsa staff. I think. And when they brought in the guy from Indiana that was just the unmitigated disaster that is that ended up becoming the head coach at IMG, the Kevin Wright guy. God. And I, no, I, I remember I still talking can't that A they hired him at Union, B IMG decided to hire him. I, I remember talking to Matt. I hope not. That's why he got his ass fired at IMG, probably. And just hearing stories about how divided it all was because everybody at union wanted them to hire steve spavadol who ended up becoming broken arrows head coach um but all the union guys wanted spav and it was real contentious pretty much from what i could gather from the players to the trainers to parents to you know alums like it was just ugly that it was like a season on the brink at tulsa union kind of deal like it was just everybody was unhappy and it was I mean, I, and I had that kind of relationship with Matt, and it just shows you, like, anytime you think you know a high school kid and what they're thinking and what they're doing, man, you don't. Like, he he was a good reminder for me because I was like, I know what he's doing. I know what he's up to. And he's like, I'm going to Notre Dame. Oh, okay. I, you know, that that was a ugly day for my, uh, for my professional career. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think of uh... – yeah, I mean, there's 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 similar things that have happened. Obviously, well, how how close Robert was the him, yeah? Um, how close was the the one of, we don't speak of? Yeah, I mean that was uh, when OU hands out. Was that a that wasn't a similar situation? A press release though, was with it? his name on it. Yeah, like and then has to come and collect them and take them back and edit them I, because he's. I've not. told this story. I did the interview beforehand. Like we we were, I thought we were set. 
And I remember I we had somebody there and Krabby was on the phone with them and we're talking Krabby's relaying it to me and I'm putting it on the board. And he he types in it's Tennessee. This is like on AIM years ago on AOL Instant Messenger for people that don't know what the hell AIM is. And I'm like, wait, what? And I, I made him type it three times before I would put it on because, like, no way, that's not that didn't happen. And sure as hell, and like his mom was upset, like, and shocked on the stage. Like it was that was one of the wilder signing days I can remember in Oklahoma high school. Like, because they don't, there's usually not big curveballs like that. I think one of my favorites is uh, listening in to Eddie at Josh Waraboko's commitment <laughs> and people literally booing when he announced. It was unbelievable. I've never heard that since or before. He he got booed it for was, his announcement. It was just awkward. It was just awkward. I, and I'm glad I wasn't was, there because he's probably, one of my all-time favorites. Yeah, good kid. Probably the first and maybe the last one will be at, at Cassidy. I wouldn't imagine that they get another kid coming through there. In the next couple of years, I don't know. Maybe yeah. not. I mean, it, it, they it had that run OU. there. No, it turned out to be a pretty good situation yeah. for OU, I would say. Yeah, because what did what did OU have to do? Is that when they took uh, Savage? Did they take Savage in place of him? Deontay Savage. Um, yeah, it's something right along that time. I, I could be off on my time on that just a little bit. He but yeah, they, he they been had late to make a JUCO, so that, uh-huh. that that makes sense. Uh, let's see. No, that wouldn't be. That's, Deontay Savage was 2010. No, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. I'm looking at his high school. But I thought that page. they had been involved with Savage even bef- you know, the whole season leading up to mm-hmm. that. Like it wasn't a last uh, minute thing. It it kind of was because I want to say he might have. He was one of Bill's first. Um, let's see. Yeah, 2013. So he would have been well, class he, of 2013. Yeah, because he played in that Alabama. Fiesta Bowl. Uh huh. Yep. No, Josh is twenty fifteen. No, absolutely. Not. I'm I'm just inventing things in my mind. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but no, you know, regardless, yeah. I mean, it, and Josh is one of those guys. Everybody thought Josh was really good. I mean, you you talk about on tape at camps. Let's I mean, face he, it. There have looked, been there have been some. I, I think it's fair to say, Josh, that he was a really good football player. I don't know how much he loved football. Yeah. I think I think that's a fair point. I think, I think he was Josh up, had interest if, outside. If Josh wanted to be a really good football player, he could have been. I don't think mm-hmm. it was a talent situation. Let's nope, face it, there in the history, I mean, in the last 20-plus years, the history of in-state offensive linemen, there are some really shaky ones. I, hell, I I would still say, even looking back on it now, uh, I thought Jalen Barnett was going to be a great player. Yeah. And he ended Good up too. in Nebraska, and then it just kind of never worked out. Hey, who is my Eddie? boy from Duncan? Shit, I, I oh you has one. Dylan right Dismute. Now. Dylan oh, Dismute. Oh, you has one right now. From in state, yeah. I don't know if I don't know if the oh, book is Bray closed, Walker? but yep. I thought Bray Walker, like when he was over at Southmore, and maybe even more so when he got over to Westmore, it was like this kid. If he just keeps his head on straight, not only is he going to play at OU, he could be an All American. He could be a top ten draft pick. Eddie. Do you remember, you brought up Jalen Barnett, this is just a great story, especially considering Bob isn't here today. Do you remember being down there at that lot in practice, and it was going into Jalen's sophomore year? Like, nobody knew him. There was no reason to know him. He hadn't played much varsity for Lawton that year before. 
Uh, and Breeze is like, dude, come watch this kid. Yes. Dude, this is, this is, this is our guy. Come watch this kid. And he's kind of whispering. And Bob just happened to be there on the same day we did. And, you know, like we have no, like, uh, guys, go, dating back. We, uh, we were always very open. We loved Bob. We had no problem with Bob. Bob was solid competition. But he we didn't respected work for him. Us. But he didn't work for us. So I'm like, Eddie, like, be cool. Like, get some of him, but don't make it real obvious what we're doing here. <laughs> and, because it was, uh, I think we were there to watch DJ Ward. I think that would have been. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so we we were we were going through it. And I'm like, just, you know, get what you can get. Don't make it real clear. And, like, I'm popping pictures kind of while I know Bob's not looking at me. And, I, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. Jalen was a big, good-looking kid. I'm sure Bob noticed him. Sure. But, like, we just had such a good relationship with that staff. We're like, hey, be, be cool, man. Let us have a little heads up on this. So we kind of rode that out for the day, and then obviously, you know, within a month, Jalen had, you know, four or five offers. And that was also at a time down in Lawton, too, when, I mean, they were producing guys, it seemed like, every year with that, especially yep. at the end of, uh, you know, Randy's or Coach Breeze's uh, mm-hmm. final couple years. That, those were damn good football teams. You know what? I, what also, I think, led to some of that, and it's, it's in that Dylan Dismuke, Bronson Irwin era of summer camps when that was before, or just before, I think just pre-Rivals camps or right as Rivals camps were starting. But, like, Josh, you remember this, like, big talent coming to three-day summer camps? Like, that era was dying. Like, you just were not finding five and six and seven players at a position that would be around for three days to go through, or two days to go through full camps, full pad, all day stuff. Oh yeah, like the I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to this camp and earn an offer. Yeah, like Julian Wilson. Yeah. That's yeah. what he did. He yeah. went to he went to the, not just one camp. He went to back to back camps until they offered him a scholarship. I will never yep. forget going to Stillwater to watch a defensive back from Owasso that had I think only an OSU offer at the time named Aaron Colvin. Yeah, and he had to kind of go through that thing, didn't he? Yep. I I, I remember. Carrie was almost the opposite because it became we knew if you were there for three days, oh, you probably wasn't that serious about you. Like they would have just told you, hey, come in on that middle day because it was always day two. Right. And usually the afternoon session. That was when you found dudes. Like that's when there was real guys there. Mm-hmm. And you, I mean, and for people that weren't there, they can like it would be those first two lines. You never needed to look past those first two lines because OU would just have those guys right there in a row. You knew who was real, who wasn't, and then everybody else. You're like, man, you know, best of luck. Enjoy your time here at camp. You're you're probably not ever going to play at Oklahoma. But the reason I don't think we ever got a really great evaluation on Jalen is because. There were just no other guys for him to go against at those camps. Well, I mean, it was it, like it, him and like Dylan Dismute got a scholarship out of that camp. Probably never should have. Uh, and I remember Josh, you and I both were like, we came away like blown away at Bronson Irwin after he spent a couple of days in just working at tackling camp. Oh, absolutely, because Bron- Bron- Bronson's a great guy to camp because he's big and he's a good athlete. But he was just beating the piss out of people. Like, I mean, like Bronson, Bronson, like wanted to go to ground, and they're like, Bronson, no, stay off. Like, you, you can't, don't finish them. This isn't, this isn't Mustang in the playoffs. Like, calm down. But uh, that was just the way Bronson played. No, he was he. I, you know, for me, guys, one of the ones that Bronson always makes me think of is those NUC camps that were in Norman for a couple years yeah. there, uh, where they when NUC kind of hit its zenith, where they were actually getting pretty good players. And I remember Bronson going head to head with Mr. You know, walking uh, felony himself, Colt Lyrela. 
Oh my God! Was it David Schumann that ran those camps? Yep. Yeah, he still doesn't. They still exist. Okay. They. I just. I don't remember. I mean, I can remember going on to super Dallas nice guy, one does year. A great job. Yep. Uh, He's a good dude. It was hilarious. One year he you can't just, let seven hundred kids come to your camp though. Yep. Well, if that's where he went wrong. If they're paying, you can. Well, yeah. yeah I mean, I, 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 uh-huh. I'd be doing the same exact exact same thing. I think I Rivals didn't we hire his one of his directors. At one point, hmm. or maybe he was at Rivals and then he got let go, and then he went to go something. Oh, uh, I think. Are you talking about Keenan? Guy was our Florida guy for a while. That could be right. Yeah, yeah I don't know I where he I'm, went after that. He might have. I'm thinking of a white guy. Oh, hmm. older guy huh. was kind of like a I, crabby clone. You're not talking about Barry Every. Barry Every is who I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah, Barry Every did go with them for a while afterward. I'd kind of forgotten okay. about that, but ba- Barry came. He was a like an analyst for UGA, like he was in their recruiting department or something, and Crabby uh, just loved him, and they kind of brought him on, and he you know, eventually became like the national evaluator. And Barry had a pretty good eye, but he was just nuts. <laughs> no, the the one the one thing about David Schumann is I was there at Norman one year. I think it was when, oh, I bet it was when uh, Kendall Thompson was a sophomore, maybe. Uh, and I was taking photos, and they went from like the indoor over to the other door, and I was just kind of looking to see if there's anybody worth taking a picture. And David Schumann starts yelling at me. He's like, "What are you doing? I need you to I need you to get this and get that." And he thought I worked for him. So, <laughs> and, and I, I said, "I said what? Okay, tell me what you want me to do because I'm not with you." And he was like. Oh, you don't work for me? And I was like, no. And he's like, and then he just—he was super nice and started apologizing. He couldn't have been yep. nicer. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he worked his ass off to cover to do those camps. Yeah, I, I used to go to a lot of those. Like I, D- David and I would talk, and and to his credit, unlike a lot of guys that run those camps, he went to all that. I mean, like he showed up at Dallas, he showed up at New Jersey. He, you know, he was all over the place going to the various camps. Where a lot of guys were like, well, you know, I'll send my my second guy to go and I'm just going to collect a big paycheck because there was a time when you'd go to one of their camps and they would have like eight lanes testing forties. Yeah. I mean, just yeah. they, they had that many kids and the only way to get through it was to have that many guys running at the same time. And well, it they was, were giving away like insane. ninth place trophies to people and stuff. And so, Oh yeah. We'd always have parents that would contact us. My son was awarded the seventh place trophy oh, at the NUC Dallas. Like, so, he's not going to get a scholarship. Sir. Th- sir, how big you a- is your offensive lineman, son? He's 5'10", 245. Okay, <laughs> thanks. You guys have a great senior year. I think that that's a uh, secretly kind of a way of, if you get a ninth place trophy, that's a way of them telling you, this is the only thing that you're going to get from your athletic ability. You see what I'm saying? Like, if you get a ninth place trophy or a, like a seventh place or like a consolation runner-up trophy, you should take that because you're never going to have that ability to get one again. That reminds but, me of the other craziest recruiting story is, uh, Josh, I'm going to need your help again. Okay. The offensive lineman from Texas with the crazy dad. Oh, uh, uh, Jake Rollerson? Yes. Oh, oh Lord. God. <laughs> I went Big on, NUC guy. Big I NUC went, guy. I went and just relayed, didn't even quote him, just relayed a conversation that we had, that we definitely had, uh, about you know how his how they felt about Texas, uh, and he was it, he was just bullshitting. I'm sure of it now. 
and Orange Blood's got a hold of it, and and he literally started lying his ass off, saying he never said this, and you know that I, I that I misquoted him, and I was like, I didn't quote you at all. I just relayed a conversation that we had. Uh, but yeah, that was one of the craziest people I've ever run across in recruiting. I can see. Yeah, <laughs> he was like Richard Hayburn's like evil twin. <laughs> Like, like all the good things of Mr. Habern, like he was the opposite. Like he was the evil doppelganger. I love Richard Habern, man. He's great. I do too. Like it, it, his energy was like positive. Like yes. it was always like good. Like we're going to keep moving forward. And I, Rollerson, like as soon as it went bad, like he was, they were weird from that point on. He was just too involved. And, it, and he, yep. like if you're a parent, my best advice is stay off of message boards. Yeah. I'll, if you're a coach, stay, stay off of message boards. If stay off if social parent, media, don't just don't do it. Like it's not. There's nothing. There's nothing you're gonna find there that because you're gonna focus on the negative. A hundred people could tell you your son's great, and you're gonna focus on the one dude that says he's trash. Well, and I, like, I just say that. Don't do that. There is a caveat there. Like we've had uh, former players whose parents were on the message boards before their sons were even being recruited that understood it. Mm-hmm. Like they're they're still on the board. They're they're still yep. OU fans. Like you can't just come into it just because all of a sudden your son. There's a is certain involved. level of uh, thick skin that you have to have. You you have to understand what you're getting into. You you can't get blindsided. It's, it's by like it. you're walking into somebody else's playground. I, I guys, do you think that's why like social media? Like we don't sit there and like talk about. Man, social media is hard. Like, there's so many people. Out here. <laughs> I, I I came about on a message board. Like, that's where I got my start in this career, and so I, I guess like I've just watched it happen, and I've been part of it happening. So like all the snarky, you know, just shitheadiness, that doesn't do anything to me. Like, I I, I doesn't do anything for me. It doesn't affect me because I'm just like, yeah, that's that's what a message board is. Like, I guess I just think that's the way that is. I don't. This utopian message board where everybody's nice all the time. I, I don't know where that is on the internet. I've never seen <laughs> Nobody's that. Nobody's posting make, on it. It would make me uncomfortable if I heard about that. Yeah. No, it, those message boards don't exist because they're boring and and it, they die. That's true, well, too. And the people that say that, like, I'm like, when you hang out with your buddies, do you guys just like, oh, do you remember when you hit that home run in seventh grade? Pal, you were so good. <laughs> no, you talk shit to each other. That's what you do. Like, it's... And it's fine. Like it, that's just guys being guys. I, I never understand why that's. Yeah, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's a line when it goes too far, but just like jabbing each other, man. Just you know, toughen up. I think the problem comes in when people don't understand. There's a difference between a jab and just hitting someone with a sledgehammer. Yes, and there, you know, I guess this is. Ironic for me to say, but there's also probably a line too, isn't there? Oh yeah, as far as I mean, what we can and cannot. Like step Eddie over. and I hit lines all. You know, we run into it all the time. Josh is the kind of personality that you can almost let anything go. It's just yeah. if you see it enough, you're just like, finally, I've had enough. Sure. Yeah, yeah. It, I I I will always talk it out with somebody on the board, unless like you post some porn or some crazy shit. Yeah, you're going. Like you're gone. But like generally, if like you can give me some shit, that's fine. I don't care. But usually, like, it's become chill after out. Eddie and I have bitched about someone multiple times that we're just sick of them. Yeah. Um. Because again, guys, I'm a big old whore. If you're gonna pay me money, yeah, fine, whatever. Like Touch I can me do wherever. a lot of stuff. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> you know, that's that's fine. I, I, you know, to 
Tim didn't care. She's not going to lose any sleep over it. As long as the paycheck's coming. Man whore. Uh, Won't be the only thing coming. (laughs) 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 I couldn't. I couldn't resist. There's the line. I see. I knew where to stop. Okay, anything else just that you want to hit on recruiting-wise, Josh? Uh, well, I, I mean, know we talked about the trips and stuff. Maybe preview a little bit of what Josh yeah. is going to be doing next week because we're going to start the uh, annual. And this this kind of made me depressed. And I guess not depressed, almost kind of proud. Well, but I'll tell you what makes you depressed. Watch that Friends trailer, that reunion trailer. Holy shit. Yeah, that's going to be – I'll watch it because you don't, I'm a it, little bitch like that. But You don't. You know, I I'll mean, like it. I grew up more with it. Than that wasn't, you did. yeah, that definitely wasn't like, like my. I go-to. remember when they were like the biggest thing on the planet. Sure, and, and I was in love with Jennifer Aniston, like a young no. Jennifer. Like she's just, oh, I hadn't even seen it. I'm still in love with her. But I mean, like to see how old they've gotten, it's it's depressing. It's not depressing. It's just like it's a stark realization that yes, you've gotten old too. Yeah, Matt LeBlanc, I'm like, holy shit. See, like, I, you I got really fat. old. Like, David Schwimmer looks like he's had some really bad plastic surgery. Joey still at least looks like Joey. He's just fat. He does. Yep. And Chandler and, and was bombed out of his mind. He's. I would not be surprised if he dies of a drug overdose at some point. In yeah, the he's, supposed, I, he's gone through some rough patches, hasn't he? I was listening to that trailer as I was driving back from Carthage yesterday. Does he say anything in that trailer? No, that's the thing. And they don't show him very often. He does say, that, now I'm going to cry like at the very end or something. But they okay. had like some kind of, uh, God, I don't even know if I can find it, but they had something with him talking, doing an interview for like Vanity Fair or something. He's like slurring his speech yeah, it and stuff. Yeah, was awful. Yeah, page six was all over that. It was crazy. Uh, here, let's see. Here, I'm going to play this. While being a really close-knit group, we don't see each other, all six of us, a lot. I stole the uh, cookie jar that had the clock on it, and I gave it to Lisa Kudrow. Because she, one point, looked at it and thought it was a real clock. Like Funny. siblings, I would say. Yeah, yeah like really siblings. Very supportive. There's very, under- very, very sexual. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. oh my. He's not That's sober. Yeah, at, at its core. <laughs> yeah, that's part of the the show. Yikes, that's weird. What a one. He he was I a don't big know what uh, his thing of choice. Was, is. I thought his prescription. Uh, I think that's right. Pills, yeah, that I sounds thought. right now. Sad. Yeah, I, I think he's had his fair share of problems. You realize this will be the tenth year, I think that we've done the spring tour, Josh. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, Which one of us has the biggest drug problem? Eddie? I don't have a drug problem. Okay. It's called medicine, Carrie. <laughs> I, nom- I I volunteer tribute. <laughs> uh, no. Um, yeah, it, it should be. It's going to be a really interesting week. I'm still trying to squeeze a few things in. Like, we're uh, actually talking about Deer Creek. I think I found a way to go see them probably after we record the pod next week. Um, now, by the way, the, the, we bear oh, yeah. the lead. It'll be a full... In studio, Josh McQuistion appearance next week. All Appar- up in well, Oklahoma. Allegedly, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Do are, are we going to have our YouTube set up so that we can, you know, just? I mean, that seems like a great inauguration. Yes. Which means Carrie, you went quiet. Carrie, Carrie went quiet. We can set up uh, phones. <laughs> a lot of cleaning has to go on. 
Oh, no. Curtains. Just put curtains. So where you can't see anything. Just put, yeah, just we'll be hang sitting up in, in a black. Yeah. Like, uh, isn't that what they do for, like, the Switzer thing that they had? Uh, yeah. They just put, they just put a bunch of curtains I think that up. was the Billy Tubbs thing that they did, the basketball. Oh, was it? Yeah. I would say there's a decent chance, Carrie, just instead of cleaning, we'll buy really expensive green screens and put them around the, <laughs> like, behind everybody. And he's like, look at my beautiful home. <laughs> uh, but no, um, yeah, just put you know. Pictures of bears behind us. <laughs> uh, start off the week, gonna you know, be at Booker T, going to go see Union. Really, the first chance to see Jaden Rowe. Sure. I'm really excited about that because he's a guy that is almost – like legend at this point because like you keep looking at his track times and you look at his measurables and you're like can this all match up so i kind of want to see him in person see what he looks like obviously union uh really talented as usual they've got several guys that are kind of worth a look they got a young um defensive lineman and demarion thomas that i want to get a good look at and then you know gonna go see um ccs uh in norman there a, a school i don't think i'm shocking anyone to say i've never seen before uh, to go see the By Job kid that is um, uh, really picked up a lot of attention. Looks super interesting. Kind of looks like to me like a rush linebacker for Oklahoma. Although I know he's got a lot of interest in playing tight end, so that could go a lot of different directions. Um, and then kind of the rest of the week, it's going to be a lot of team camps. So we're this. That's I think the best part is. I, the team yeah. camp stuff is just like that's so much better than going to. And I know that we're going to go see some high school stuff, but sure, like uh, I mean, high school practices, seeing being able to see them actually compete against somebody else in, yep, you know, in a way like you go out and it's kind of like the Sexton thing. They they were scrimmaging each other, but they were beating up on a bunch of freshmen that were out there yeah. with them. Yeah, when you're able to go see them play actually somebody good that on good you, and be motivated to play yeah. somebody, it's always great. Well, like we're gonna go to the Mustang team camp on Wednesday and see Jacoby Johnson, OU's you know twenty twenty three defensive back offer, go against some of the athletes from like Dell City, from Lawton sure. Mac, from you know like okay, like there's some guys out there that are gonna you know make him do some things. Where you guys know how that is, like when there's an elite dude on campus, everybody tends to kind of bow down to that dude. Like the the receivers, like I'm not gonna get embarrassed on this route. I'm just gonna kind of do what I got to do and then get off the field. So you get to see some of those. Going to go to Choctaw's team camp. Even going to go to see Vertigris's team camp, where they're going to have like Hilldale, Beggs, uh, Bristow. Who I, I I think Hilldale may have one of the a couple of sleepers in the state that I don't think people are talking enough about. So I'm kind of excited to watch them. And then you know, kind of to end the week, I'll be at Owasso's team camp that is like Booker T, Broken Arrow, Stillwater, Union, Sand Springs, like all these big time team so it, it should be a really really good week uh gonna get obviously get by bixby to see luke Hass and all that you know the spartan just reloading again for another <laughs> you know state championship run so uh it, it should be like i said it should be a really good week gonna see a lot um we'll obviously have a lot of content come out of this because most of these i have tried to schedule to where i don't have one of the problems with with when we do this is if I have to make a, you know, if there's a kid like Jaden Rowe, perfect example. If he's a guy I want to interview, well, I can't schedule him in the middle of the day because I've got to wait until practice is over and the coaches have had their position meetings and all that sort of stuff. Well, I've lost 45 minutes waiting for him to do the interview when I could have been at Booker T or at Jinx or somewhere else. 
So that's always kind of the tricky part, but it actually worked out pretty well this year. We're like, I'm ending the day at Bixby so I can sit and talk to Luke Haas. I'm ending the day at, you know, uh, like I said, Union so I can, I can sit there and talk to him. Uh, at Norman, I can talk to Job for a while. So, I mean, there's, uh, not at Norman, but in Norman. Um, so there's a lot of opportunities to have some conversations with guys that either are very much involved with Oklahoma or probably will get there. Is the, is the Job kid probably the most, I guess, intriguing in a way just because there is so much unknown about him? Like, I'll be honest, I, I DM'd you the other day. I was like, is this kid a good football player? Or is he just a great athlete? Uh, I, I don't think there's any question. I mean, and, and again, I want to see, see him... like his basketball stuff when you, or you see the seven on seven stuff that he did. It's like, that's an, that's an OU looking type guy. It, that's yep. a freakish athlete. Uh, his trainer, Sean Cooper, a guy that, you know, that we know out of Southeast mm-hmm. Oklahoma that does a lot for guys down there, uh, sent, you know, sent out a video the other day and I kind of made a joke when I saw it about, uh, you know, about something Tiffany had noticed in the video, but you watch that guy move around. His feet for a guy that's six four, six five, that's not normal. Guys don't move like that. You can see all of his basketball background um, in in what he does, and so I, I'm I really am. I'm excited to get a look at him. Another guy going to see that same day. Uh, I'm going to go up to OCS and Edmond and see the Henry Rothwell kid that has a lot of people excited that he's going to be a big time receiver in that 2024 class. That's that's the interesting thing is because there are already guys in 2024 that are catching your attention. Obviously, David Stone at Dell City, going to get a chance to see him, uh, it, you know, at the Mustang team camp. So there is a, there's a lot to cover in just a week, uh, when you've got, like I said, the 2022 class, we all know that's a really good group. It has been for a long time. 23 has promise. 2024 looks like it may have some really elite guys with David Stone, the Red Martell kid from Beggs. Uh, there is, there's a lot there. Um, so, like I said, we won't see everybody we want to see, but it should be a really, really productive week. David Stone's probably another one that we don't talk about enough, but we're going to have three years to talk about him. I mean, the kid's, uh, kid's going to be unbelievable. David Stone will have an OU offer. But if David Stone doesn't have an offer in four or five months, I'd be shocked. Uh, and it may happen this summer. Uh, he he is. I honestly, I think he's a guy that OU probably just wants to see in person. Which is, uh, it, and I think that would put it to bed. And that's exciting to a point, just because. I mean, I I think that there, you know, since Gerald McCoy, there really hasn't been that defensive lineman type to come out of Oklahoma City. And yeah. I know it's Dell City, but technically Oklahoma City. Well, and and it's just so funny because you know I remember going to Dell City's practice last year, and I can't remember if you no you you were doing COVID stuff. I, that's right, I, you didn't get to go with me at all last year. So I was at God, Dell City. That was a year ago. Yeah, and this kid, it was in June. It was like yeah. end of June. No, when it I was. Went up there. It was June. And so this kid comes over, and I'm Survivor. like, who the hell? <laughs> I'm like, who the hell is this kid? And uh, Mike Dunn, who was the head coach there, has now moved to Carl Albert. He goes, yeah, man, this kid, if, if he can figure it out, he's going to be really good. And his feet, I, I mean, this is a kid, literally an eighth grader going into his freshman year and his feet, I bet he has size 15 feet. Like, I mean, and you know, for those that don't know, his uncle was a great basketball player at Wisconsin. Um, and so he, you know, he's got bloodlines that say he's a good athlete. I mean, there, there's, and that he's probably only going to get bigger. 
So he is, uh, he's an intriguing guy. And I thought when he went to Under Armour in Dallas, I mean, he looked like a freshman at times, but he didn't look intimidated by any of it. And that's usually a good test. I, I've said it before. That's what impressed me so much about Talon Shetron all those years ago when he went to New Orleans. He didn't bat an eye. He wasn't impressed by anybody. He didn't care. He just went out there and kind of did what he knew to do. And that was the same thing I saw from David Stone. He's like, okay, these guys are good, but I'm just going to keep doing, you know, doing me. And he made, he won some reps. I mean, that's a lot for a freshman against that offensive line group in yep. Dallas that was so good. And we have those highlights up on the board if mm-hmm. anybody's looking for them. All right, boys. Um, I was going to congratulate Josh on something, and I can't remember what it was now. Um, oh, yeah, congratulations on uh, um, sneaking an F-bomb past me last week. Uh, yeah, somebody said that, and I was like, oh, I, I – because I, I, I remember saying it. I, now, Carrie, just for the record, I've got two this week. I know I've said two, so just, you know, keep that in your head. Uh, I, just I don't want like to make a thing of it. I just feel like your F-bombs are more PG-13 than mine and Eddie's. Yeah. Well, well I he, mean, he has you know, children that are looking up to him. Yeah. When I say f- my children are paying Three. attention, and I want them to know the right way to drop the F-bomb. you got to say it correctly. I think that's perfectly fair. Yeah. Lay- Layla's three. She's got to learn these things sometime. <laughs> All right. Well, I think, uh, think we're going to be out of here for this week. Uh, man, we didn't get to do Bob's voice twin today. Maybe we'll next do it when time. he gets back. When he gets back. When he gets we'll, back in action. Well, I, I'm gets activated. really curious how he'll take it. We did mention we'll probably be early next week, right? Yes. Uh, probably going to be podcasting on Tuesday of next week. So it'll be an early pod for you. And Josh will be in studio, so that's going to be cool. We've got a Excited. chair. we got a chair that nobody uses anymore. I haven't seen Carrie in a long-ass time. I look just like Joey. <laughs> Fat, gray hair. I probably I've seen Eddie gray hair. several times. But Carrie doesn't leave the bunker very often, so... I would have left the bunker, but it's like they only let so many of us go places now. Or they yeah. were, so it's not like we could send out the whole crew to places. Yep, yep, that's a fact. So, right. yeah, looking forward to it. All right, guys, appreciate it. Appreciate everybody listening. Go check out the site, Soonerscoop.com. Uh, and, by the way, big thanks to Eskridge Lexus for uh, helping me out, uh, give me a loaner while my car was totaled. Uh, go check out the boys there, Ed and, and uh, Will. Uh, I crashed his wedding. You did crash. He's and I think he's mad at me because you, if you uh, blame it on. Uh, Actually, he's not a jerk at all. He just likes to bust my balls, which I find entertaining. Blame it on Cole Lipscomb. How about that? Was he'll, Cole at the wedding and That's he told was, you about it? Well, they're all pre-partying at my house, and I lived with them. Now, are you and Cole? Are you doing the bingo tonight? No, that'd be me and Brett Boger. Oh, that's right. Jones Assembly tonight. You two kind of look alike. Uh, he has a lot more gold balls than I. Just leave it at that. Mm-hmm. Same hair, State though, championships, almost. we're talking. All right, yeah. But, no, thanks to Will. Thanks to Ed uh, for taking care of me. Uh, really appreciate that. You guys go check out Eskridge Lexus. Uh, so, anyway, thanks for listening. And we'll be back again next week, probably on Tuesday, for another edition of the Unofficial 40 Podcast from Soonerscoop.com.